Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This week on the pod, we have two new voices that you may not recognize. It's me, Jamie, and Matt Jackson. Uh, we're very excited to be on the show. We're the first ever guest on the show. Isn't that exciting? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Pod of Two Halves. It's a fantastic day here at Pod of Two Halves Towers because we have not one, but two special guests. We are, of course, subbing in for the, the, the missing collard, as we call him. Turns out he's actually in Haiti on a hunt for the missing nose. What? Yeah. Ask him all about the missing nose when he's back. I will definitely be asking him next week. You know what? Live on the pod is when I'm going to find out what this missing nose is. Well, this is it. I mean, is he Slovenian? Does he have a missing nose? I don't know. I can, confer- these, these I the- can confirm. I've seen his passport. He is Slovenian. He is Slovenian. Well, there you go. That's good to know. That's very, very good to know. Lee, if you're out there, give us a nudge, yeah? We, we, we miss you. But that's okay, because I'm here with Tom Woods. Talk to me, Tom. Yeah, what's, up? what's going on, buddy? How's your weekend? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I mean, obviously, things just keep getting better and better and better from a Chelsea perspective. Um, I genuinely cannot believe how well this season is going. Uh, and th- and well, this is the thing, right? Because the, your season is going well, but I think the show, the show is going well. Because today... In addition to your fine self, we have two special guests. First of all, I'd like to introduce the listeners at home to my personal paragon of virtue, Jamie Hannon. How are you doing, buddy? Welcome oh, to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, quick question. Who do, we, well, who do you support? Oh, I knew this would have to come up at some point. Southend United. Southend United. How's that working out for you, buddy? Uh, pretty bad. Uh, How's that stadium coming along? Oh, terribly. I mean, I, I switched from being a Man United fan about 10 years ago, and uh, till recently, that was looking like the smart choice. I remember 12 <laughs> years ago, mate, at university, you were telling us about this brand new stadium that Southend yeah. were building, which were going to have TVs in the seats. Yeah, mate. 
God, I remember this as well. Yeah, well, they, they probably still will, just because they're so old technology so now. Old they technology, they can yeah. afford it. Everyone else has got Wi-Fi in their stadiums. They've got, now we've got TVs in their rest. Yeah, just like the, the super deep ones, you know, the <laughs> Cafe Ray tube in it still. <laughs> so I should point out that I know, myself and Tom, we know Jamie and our next special guest, the man named The Pudding. <laughs> Thanks for that. The mythical pudding that is Matthew Jackson. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're here with Matt Jackson as well. Uh, he's threatened to be on this show more times than I can count. He, he's nearly got there, but how are you, my friend? It's good to have you here. I'm good, man. I'm really good. I'm pleased to be here. I'm glad to go and get on the Chelsea pod. It's been quite a while trying to get on here, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? So whilst I do potentially have some backup in... I, well, I usually have Lee next to me, and he's the, uh, you know, the bitter toffee that does the, you know, speaks from a different point of view. That's now exemplified with Jamie speaking all about lower, lower football with South End, you know, the dregs of society, yeah? <laughs> now, we've got Jackson. It's good I've got backup because you're also a Chelsea fan. Is that correct? I am, man. I am a big Chelsea fan. Um, not as big as Mr Woods, but... I'm what? definitely what? the only... Other, well, Chelsea fan was. Size-wise. Why, why, no. why, why aren't you as big a fan as Mr. Woods? <laughs> why, why are you not as big a fan as... as, as well, Paul? I am. I just... Um, I, I wouldn't say I have the depth and knowledge that Mr. Woods has. Oh. You know, oh, look at that. You, look gotta, at that. You know, inspire to your peers, haven't you, and all that. Woods are saying they're like, bring these guys on more. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you be humble before. I'm always humble. What are you on about? <laughs> Um, so, ja- so Jackson, I do have to ask you one quick question. Who's your favourite ever Chelsea player? Oh, this is... I, you know, I know where you're going with this, right? Huh? At least you know, not here, mate. My favourite ever, ever Chelsea player is probably Didier Drogba, I think. I think when I think about it, and all the things he's done in all the big games, in all the finals, for all the cups, I think it has to be him for me. And, and Woods? Who, who would your retort be? I can appreciate the, the shout on, on Didier, but... Frank Lampard, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and, and the problem is there's so many from that team that you could pick because they were all there at the same time. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I mean, you know. obviously, there's a there's obviously the elephant in the room is John Terry. Um, I, I honestly thought he would go in JT route, mate. I honestly I, thought I, that's, that's who I was I do like go, JT, obviously. but I think Didier brings more joy. When you look back on all the things he did, it's, you know, especially... You know, every goal against Arsenal. Can I, can I, can I just point out on this show, I'm enjoyable. cutting you off, Jackson. I'm cutting you off, Jackson, right? <laughs> right. I want, I'd like to point out that we have, this is a big show for us, right? I don't know what episode number on, episode, what, 50-something or other. This show will go down in history because this is the show, the one football podcast in the world that as his guest or as their guest has a man who went into a hairdresser's and requested... A John Terry haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel this is this is slightly <laughs> biased. I uh, feel uh, like wait, 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 wait. Let, let me let me clarify this because didn't you also come home from that said outing to the barbers to get that John Terry haircut? What did you come back with, Matthew Jackson? Look, you got haircut and a kebab. What more can you ask for? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a Jackson I, dream, isn't it? It's, it's, is this the haircut he got at university? Yeah, the one where, the one where, we, where I was out the window, and or you were out the window, and one of us shouted to the other, "You need to come see what Jackson's done to his hair." 
Yeah, I, look, yeah, I lost a lot yeah. of hair that day. A lot of hair. That was it. Was it was getting hot? It did was you a very legitimately hot ask for the John Terry haircut? I did not ask for the John Terry <laughs> haircut. I'm not I left that. the man to a, a a semi-free role, which I feel I should have really tied him down to. Uh, maybe looked at his portfolio, but you know these things. These things are lessons learned. Um, <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> Anyway, uh, any, anyway, anyway, okay. Well, we've look, we've got a big show today. We're trying to keep it snappy. As you were, are aware, last week, loyal listeners, you know, I was very under the weather. I'm still under the weather, but able to speak this week. And as such, I'm a bit more, a bit more energy about the show. Yeah, you've got some energy in the guests. You've got some energy in me. You've got Woods with his superior Chelsea knowledge, apparently. And <laughs> we've got we've got a big show lined up. We're going to talk first of all, though, about well, they say records are made to be broken. Leicester City. Wow. Friday Night Football saw an absolute feast of goals. Nine of them. Nine of them against mm-hmm. an absolutely dreadful Southampton team. Mr. Tom Woods, what the fuck happened? It's a perfect storm of uh, a team that are just ruthless to the extreme and a team that just completely gave up on their jobs. Simple as that. Were you uh, nervous at any point that they were going to get the 10th? Yeah. They looked look for a moment, probably at the half, looking pretty good to break that, that United record, as it is, obviously, they, they broke the record for most away, but obviously levelled Manchester United. They absolutely savaged them. In American sports, they would be probably getting um, annihilated in the yep. media for, for their behaviour, because American sports, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to run the score up on teams. You're meant to, to pull the starters uh, settle things down but Leicester went the complete other way and I love that mentality that mentality to basically recognise the situation and go let's go break some records tonight boys and that's what they were doing um, absolutely savage um, and Leicester just keep going from strength to strength and at this point they are probably the favourite for top four out of all the other teams obviously taking away Manchester City and Liverpool are they, are they right now the third third best team in the Premier League I'd say so I don't think you can really argue against that. You know, they are, you know, consistently scoring. They're playing attractive football. They've got a young side. There isn't really much that you can dislike about Leicester. No, it's not. Um, And it's a credit because they're doing all this after losing their best centre half on the eve of the season. Like Most other teams that would lose a player that critical to to their defence that late in the transfer window, not having any time to replace him. That kind of knock-on effect carries through into the, the season, but it seems that through coaching um, and obviously... Wow, way, way, coaching? What's that? <laughs> and, and, and player acquisition, it seems that they've obviously been able to um, nullify that effect. And it's, speaking of coaching, Brendan Rogers, Mikey. Oh, uh, yeah, right. I should probably come, in, come clean here. So uh, when, um, when he was appointed, I, I, I wrote him off. Uh, I came forward, and much like every critic or pundit in the world of in in the world today, occasionally you are proven wrong, and you have to take a slice of that humble pie. And sadly, this is my slice of humble pie. I admit I was wrong. Brendan Rodgers has done a fucking excellent job. He's got the absolute best out of Jamie Vardy. He made so, he's made so, Soyonku. I can never pronounce his name. Mm. He's like the most popular man I've ever seen. He's got the excellent throwback haircut. He's got the, 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 the confidence to, to bring it out of defence. He's like the perfect cult hero. The, the perfect cult to replace an already cult hero like old Slabhead. 
You know, it's incredible. And the thing for me, they got Yuri Tielemans for 40 million quid. I'm still fuming about it. I'm still fuming about this. Uh, Jamie Hannon, has your team, what's the worst defeat you've had South South End lose? What's what's your worst memory? Because I can't talk to you about the the good times because there's (laughs) been many of those. They beat Man United in a cup once. Yeah, well, right. Jamie was still a Man United fan then, so it doesn't uh, only only team to be undefeated against Man United, although that's not really an accolade anymore. Um, but uh, probably uh, this season, it's seven. Well, we've lost seven one this season. Who against? Um, seven one. <laughs> God, <laughs> was that a home? We're, uh, really, we're in like ten games or something into the season. Well, like, uh, more than that. Uh, but like, what's even worse is that the only reason we're not bottom is because of Barry and Bolton. Um, Bolton obviously got point uh, points taken from them, yeah, the and Dutch, Barry who yeah. got kicked out of the league, um, and now Bolton are oh how many games behind us? Like three games? No, something like five games behind us, and only ten points behind us now. So really good chance that a God. team that had negative points could finish above us. So um, what, can I ask a quick question? I know this is completely sidetracking the whole Leicester being incredible thing, but yeah. what the fuck's happened, mate? Um, <laughs> that's a really good question, and uh, and uh, I I don't know. Uh, defensively, it's just not working. <laughs> I mean, we don't have we don't have we don't have bad players. Uh, we've always played. I mean, you know, seasons. What's your wait? Wait, your face there would maybe suggest otherwise. Because I, I mean, let's let's not fuck around here. If if you if you're basically going to finish behind a team which had a point <laughs> deduction, you probably got bad players. Well, it's, it, you know, we go, you go back three or four seasons, the last three or four, apart from last season where we just missed relegation, seasons before that, These we were, all, sound great, we're always in playoff positions, always <laughs> pushing for the, for promotion to... Are those players uh, all still there, though? A, a lot a lot of them, I mean, in League One, they never stay for more than a few, two Two, maybe three You mean You mean the players that are now a year older having battled a relegation dogfight <laughs> last year. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, we've had some issues with managers as well. We've yeah, Phil Brown, right? Manager. We oh had Phil God. Brown for a bit. Um, you employed Phil fucking Brown. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. And now, um, now we've got Sol Campbell. Um, but he's brought, he's Which, brought Andy- for what it's worth, he did an excellent job at um, Macclesfield. Yeah, Max season, they, they looked destined for the job, kept him up. Um, and he's brought in Andy Cole as a striking coach. Um, so has he? Well, yes. He has, although there was talk about... Andy getting... Cole the goal? Exactly, oh. yeah. So, fingers crossed, you know, um, might actually... Dude. But the problem is he isn't scoring. Our problem is conceding at the moment. If you've let seven in, that's an issue. Uh, but we had Henry Larson lined up as a manager, possibly, and he, he's got his son as well. He's quite a good striker. He was playing in the, the Swedish leagues. And he had a full backroom of, of staff that would have been really good for the team. So I'm a little bit disappointed we didn't I bet get, it's we money. get him. I bet it's yeah. money. Yeah, um, is, 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 there, is there an overarching issue at the club? Is there a reason like you know, above, above the manager why things aren't going so well? Uh, there's, there's always been issues with the chairman. People are, I mean, Ron Martin's been the chairman for quite a long time now. Oh, Ron Martin right. sounds like Ron a wheeler dealer, mate. Well, he he owns a building company. I was going to say used cars, and and let's. let's, I think in in my living memory, we've had at least three, maybe four, winding up notices from the HMRC. How's that stadium coming along? So he's a standing Uh, builder. Yeah, yeah, we've we've apparently purchased some land to build a new stadium. I know where it is, mate. I don't live too far from it. Yeah, you don't, do you? And all the property around the old stadium, apart from the pizza place, is sort of shut down and in ruins. And the whole place is just crumbling away until we can possibly move over to that new stadium, which is now, I don't know, about only only 
what, 12 years overdue, <laughs> which is quite good for building... Uh, it's going to have TVs timeline. in the seats, right? Oh, mate. It, at this rate... We all thought Wembley took forever. At, at this rate, it'll be a seaside uh, stadium because global warming will cause <laughs> <laughs> South End, the, the coast to rise a little bit more up, I think. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a dire time and I'm just hoping a bit of stability of the new manager try and settle things down. I mean... We only I say this. We only lost three one to Ipswich. You are now top of the league. I'll take that at the moment. <laughs> only losing three one, and to be honest, that the game was quite tight until like the last fifteen minutes, where we let in another two goals. So maybe there's signs of positive change there, but um, it will be a tough, tough season. Wow. I imagine that producer Collard is listening to this fucking seething right now. Oh, mate, he's, he's furious right now. <laughs> And do you know what? I'm going to continue this bandwagon of not sticking to the format because I'm, I'm noticing <laughs> Can Jackson's... Can I just touch, on, on. touch on Leicester? I want to get back to Leicester just real quick before we jump to Jackson again. Um, well, like, it, it, I feel like everyone talks about, obviously, uh, Vardy, excellent goal scoring. Um, obviously, you've got uh, Madison and Tillman, but obviously, the, Ndidi. The whole Ndidi thing, is the most important player The whole player thing there, falls apart, as, as, as Mr Collard will, will vouch for. You take away the battery for the watch, the watch don't work no more. Um, and Ndidi basically is, is a, the glue that allows the team to be able to flourish. Um, he is so, so valuable to that team. And um, because they're going to have Champions League football next year, I believe they're going to hold on to him as well. Um, the one player, that obviously, that they're probably likely to lose is, is Madison. I think likely to move to Manchester United. I think that that. I move... have a feeling he's going to stay, mate. I. I don't think he's going to go either. I don't think I he's th- going to go at the moment. I think he's a United fan, and I do think that does play a part still. Um, Manchester United are still a bigger club, although Leicester will be playing Champions League football next year. Um, I can see him going um, for a hundred million or whatever it's going to be. The question is about replacement. We touched on this last week because we were saying about that United should be looking at Grealish. Now I know that Grealish currently plays for another Midlands club. Um, and that would be very difficult for that to happen. But for Jack Grealish, and I think he's kind of in a position where um, he probably has a say in what happens next. Um, I could see him stepping into those shoes at Leicester. I think it'd be a really good move for him. Uh, Keeps him close to home as well, Um, but also playing at that level and into the Champions League, crucially, as well. Um, And it just would be so Leicester, because they lose Kante, they bring in Ndidi, and it's almost like they don't miss a step Personally, Kante is obviously a superior player to Ndidi, but in what Leicester are doing, obviously, it's not like they're missing him at this moment. And you could kind of see the same story with Grealish and Madison. Um, it's it, it's incredible what they've managed to achieve to build there. Because uh, they, I think you're looking at players such as uh, Chilwell, who's only 20, 22, 23. Uh, their squad is so youthful. People obviously focus on the youth players that are coming through at Chelsea, but this team at Leicester is also extremely youthful. The, the, the future is really bright if they can keep that all together. They like say maybe Madison doesn't leave, and that'd be a real positive for them to hold on to him. But I don't believe it would be all doom and gloom if he does. No, and uh, did we choose him in our list of players that would the, the Jenga plate, the Jenga piece? Did we choose him for that? <sighs> Leicester. No, you picked Vardy. I'm sure you did. Was it Vardy which all shows? Yes, sure we did because did. the fall off is uh, in Acho. Ah. And that's still a problem, by the way. That you, Vardy is 32 now. They still haven't found the heir apparent there. Um, difficult position to fill. Goal scorers in the Premier League are hard to come by. Yeah. That can is true. I, that can is true. I ask a quick question? So the Bertrand Red, yes or no? Because I absolutely 100% red. And they, like match of the day, were going, oh, it's a bit unfair. It's it's not malicious. It's high. It's late. It's nowhere near the ball. It's Don't a red. Really see what the issue is? No, I mean all. ultimately. If the player's legs planted, he's breaking it. Yeah, yeah. 
It's, he just yeah. didn't have control of it. He, he lost control of the ball. It was a wild tackle. It's a red card. Yeah, you know, I'd be, uh, do you know what I would be more concerned about if I was Southampton? And this is the thing. So obviously they lose their left back. You've got to readjust. You've got to move around. I get that. But all the attacks came down their right-hand side. Literally, that first half, it's balls in the box from the left-hand side. So that's your legitimate right-back up, you know, going up against there, leaking that many crosses into a box. Getting I'd toasted. have massive concerns about that. That's a fair point. It was the left back that got his marching orders. Yeah, not the right so back. Valor- so Val- right I mean, back. Valerie had a poor game, right? Uh, he yeah. didn't just have a poor game, mate. He it was absolutely shocker. And he, to be honest, though, I, I don't blame him entirely because he looks like he had no support and clearly was two on one consistently. By the way, you know, can I this analysis from Matt Jackson? Where did this come from? Well, I did my I did, I've done my research. You know that Leicester had twenty five shots, fifteen on target. <laughs> that's big. That's that's big. I, I, I've got a feeling he's after Collard's seat. Jackson's been watching his tapes. He, he's, he's, tapes. He's, he's, he's got his moment to kind of get in there. <laughs> and, and did you know that the average expected goals for Leicester have been like, do you know what I mean? Jackson's going to pop up with all these stats in the middle Stat of conversation. I have some more here. stats possibly later. Don't, wow. I don't want to get you too excited. Well, this is the thing, Jackson. This is what I was going to just mention. You know, Jackson has obviously come onto this show in a bit of form. You know, a bit of form. However, how long have you kept us waiting, Matthew Jackson, to arrive in this form? Just can Look, you please I'm... tell the viewers or the listeners at home what the fuck you've been doing for the last fucking several hours? Um, yeah, I had some guy coming around about the mortgage. Um, I don't want to go into wink. it too much because he's a bit of a Tommy Robinson fan. It was a bit awkward by the end of it. But, you well, know, he saved right me 200 quid on my mortgage, then, so I'm not going to have too much of a go about it. It's, yeah, it was, it was unpleasant, mate. I, didn't I, like I just it love the, the fact that you, you, you organised a mortgage advisor to come to your house at half past six on the night that we're doing the show. Well, no, I actually booked it for Wednesday, but he, he moved it because um, he couldn't do Wednesday. And then I said yes and then realised, oh, shit, I've double booked myself. We're missing the Bake Off final because of you. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, anyway. How did you, you get to your Tommy, Tommy Robinson, piss mate? off to the kitchen. Like, yeah, how did I, that I, happen? I don't know. I honestly don't know how. I was being, you know, when you don't respond to a conversation to try and kill it? Because I was like, I know we're running over here massively. And I was like, oh, dear, I just need to get ready to get Jamie around so we can get on with the pod. And he just, I don't know, he went into Tommy Robinson, mate. It was dark. I didn't like it. It was weird. You do love him cold. And then he made me though, shake so. it. And then he yeah. made me shake his hand. It was like, ugh. <laughs> 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 I don't shake your hand. Wait, wait, wait. Did let's, he make let's, 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 let's get this right because this is this is not actually what happened. Basically, he said he's a Tommy Robinson fan, and you couldn't wait to hug him, mate. You're like, <laughs> oh god, this is eye, ridiculous. Big bro hug going on. No, can I, can I it, ask though, how do you make someone shake your hand? Well, it was all because there's only two people in the room. He, he stuck his hand out, and then you, you, you was it was it like a Dutch rudder sort of situation? It wasn't like a Dutch rudder situation <laughs> at all. There was no rudders or anything Dutch involved. It, um, it I, no, it wasn't good, mate. I didn't like it. I felt very uncomfortable. It's a bit like watching uh, being a Southampton fan on Friday. It's probably that sort of well, painful br- watch. He's bringing it back as well. <laughs> yeah, see, look at that. Mate, that that's what's segment. an audition tape we've got Full going circle. on here? Oh, yeah, see you, see you, collared. <laughs> Basically, because you know where you sit, don't you, mate? Oh, right God. in my pocket. Oh, hey, 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 hey. not hey. yet. Not oh, yet. Too much. Too much. Um, too much. V- VAR. VAR. Right. This is, right. Basically, it's another weekend. Another. It feels to me like VAR is getting worse. It feels like it's becoming mm-hmm. more and more baffling every week. Um, what, what, what is going on? I know we talk about it every fucking weekend. It's, it's been done to death. But we have to highlight some of the decisions made this weekend. Mr. Woods, yes. what on earth is going on? 
I, I, I've, I've kind of compiled a small list of the key ones. I don't think it's all of them. I'm hoping it's the majority at least. Uh, we've already touched on one. Bang on. Uh, red card. That was the right decision. So 1-0 there. Um, Zaha penalty. First half against Arsenal. Uh, twisted the defender inside out. Ref decided to book him for a dive. It was clearly a penalty. Madness. VR overturned it. Did its job there perfectly. Although I must say, that's an awful, awful decision by the referee. Um, Handball decision, United versus Norwich. Correct call again. Uh, Arm was away. So that would have been a very difficult call for the referee to be able to make, but the right one there. And the Brighton penalty as well against Everton. I I believe it was a penalty. The player's obviously trying to turn away from the defender, uh, has his foot trodden on, goes down, penalty. So these, these four, these four I'm saying, well done VAR. You got the decisions right. You helped the referee where required. Where 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 we where we got it on wrong. Um, I want to save the last one as the Socrates goal because that is fucking mental. <laughs> I cannot believe that. But I'll start That's with clearly the, a foul, mate, all day long. I mean. Jesus, I mean, just for, for what happened afterwards. Thank you that it did disallow it. Right, exactly. It's almost like VAR was like, no, no, this doesn't fit the narrative of what's going to happen here at full time. Um, Silver. Silver's goal against uh, for, for City versus um, Villa. The second that touches him, Sterling's offside. The goal should be disallowed. For some reason, there was a whole mess there. Um, it didn't I work will, out. I will say on this one, right? Now, I, I watched that game and the, the, the commentary team were emphatic that he touched it. And I, and I know they cut to Silver afterwards pointing to his boot. Yeah. I don't think he touched it. I've watched that. I've watched it over and over again. I think it goes under his foot, and the spin on the ball changes the changes the trajectory. And I think he's saying to the ref afterwards, "I don't think it touched. It didn't touch my. It didn't touch under my foot." That so, was my. I, 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 that was my initial gut reaction, yeah. and I've not seen anything conclusive enough for me to change my mind. So officially, it's been given to him. Yeah, it has, because they took it out from De Bruyne, which annoyed the shit out of me on my fantasy football. Then surely it must be disallowed, right? Well, the, this is it. The thing is, is if, if they've awarded Silver the goal, it would have put have, Sterling offside. Have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But for, I, I'm assuming that they decided they couldn't concrete enough to say that Sterling did touch it. I don't know. Um, Do they, for what they, it's worth, I, I imagine De Bruyne oh. didn't care, because he's obviously on a crusade for breaking that 20 assists number. Oh, so yeah. for him, he's like, fine, take the goal. Um, so for me, that's a mistake. Um, Callum hudson Doy's yellow card for a dive it wasn't a dive it wasn't a penalty either so VR got it right but the referee then booking him got it wrong um, I don't know where that gets mismanaged in that situation to me that whole situation would have been better and we'll probably get to it eventually had the referee gone to look at it on a TV at the side of the pitch which are at every ground in the Premier League um, Manchester United's first penalty it looked like the defender had got across and James had got ran into the defender as opposed to being a penalty. So that looked wrong. And then the Socrates goal, which I just can't... I've watched it enough times to, to just... I can't see where the foul is. I can't get my head around how, how that's been overruled. Now, like I said, don't get me wrong here. The fact it was made my weekend better. <laughs> but it's, it's a fucking disaster. Um, and again... If the referee goes, looks at the camera, uh, sorry, the, the, the TV on the side of the pitch, I mean, if he was at South End Stadium, he could have gone and stand, sat down, had a look on, on one of the, That's the, it, the mate. seat backs. I mean, you, forward thinking already. You yeah. shared a fucking cigar with old Ron out there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
get a used I, car. I feel that the majority of the decisions that were wrong would have been right had basically the ref gone to look at it. Why aren't they doing that if it's there? That's just what I want to know. Is it, are they been told not to do it? I think it's the time. I think they've been told not to because of time. Uh, that's all I can work out because the extra time it takes for a referee to go over and ask for the video to be played over instead of a man sitting in a cupboard somewhere uh, watching the footage for him. Uh, Am I right also, there? And also, I think it's that, but it's also the fact they don't want to put pressure on the ref. So if the fans know the referee is going to go and view the thing, then he's got the entire stadium focused on him to make the decision they want. And I think because of the atmosphere of Premier League games, they don't want to put that much pressure on the ref. I think that was one of the reasons they gave back when it was announced as well. I mean, that just doesn't work, does it? Because the, the, the pressure's on them to give the right decisions anyway. Well, yeah. But you the know, like, it like doesn't work. Hide, right? so. <laughs> the, the issue is still with human error, isn't it? There's no issue with the technology itself in general. The issue is how it's been applied. I mean, surely in the 21st century, why can't the referee... You know, run around with some sort of smaller tablet device or something that's attached to his hand, <laughs> where he can zoom in and have a quick look. And go, oh yeah, there we go. Off we go. Crack on. Yes. Hasn't got to run off to the side. Hasn't got any pressure. Can have a little look. And if he gets bored halfway through the game, you know, he can do a bit of roulette or something. You know, the <laughs> options are limited. Roulette. <laughs> you know, because obviously they've all got betting partners now. It works. Exactly. <laughs> kind of like a bit of sponsorship. What, what, what's the referee playing at the moment? Oh, he's on oh. Bet365, whatever or not. Isn't <laughs> there are other betting spins. websites available. <laughs> yeah. so there are genuinely loads of them. He's, he's just put a bet on that there's going to be a free kick in the next two minutes. <laughs> yeah. You could have, um, what's his face, popping up in the corner. Ray Winston. Ray Winston yeah. popping up in the corner talking about what the referee's doing right now. You could even have a, a live feed of what bet the ref's putting on. There you go. That's it. We've, we've this has definitely it. got detached from where we were. Right, if, if, this, if, this, if this ever becomes a thing, I'm going to watch Italian football instead. No betting out there. Glorious. Why don't they have a, a tablet boy who basically That's runs it. on with a tablet for the referee when he wants to look at something? Yeah. And then if someone yeah. drops the tablet, they have to get the stretcher out for it and they have to then wheel him off, you know? We'll, we'll... Or, or the boy could be the tablet. He could come out with like a big on his tablet. Back. A ta- on his back, yeah, just runs yeah, out. Like, oh, linesmen with tablets on their back and they have to turn around. Yeah. There you go. Just runs to the nearest linesman to have a look. <laughs> what? But What's happening? Screw tablets. Just put a 40, 40 inch on his back and just go with it. <laughs> Train they, them like mules. Don't they in the rugby? Uh, I mean, let's face it. The rugby World Cup's been going on and um, it's been fucking sensational. Um, don't, don't. Yes, I am going there because I, I watched both games this weekend. I don't care. We are, we are fucking magnificent. Yeah. We are so totally good. Agree. Show's over so, now, boys mate, and girls. Mate, don't we're going to be double <laughs> world done. champions by the end of, the, end of this year. Yeah, and, and guess what? Piers Morgan's going to gloat about it endlessly and it's going to be unbearable. All, all I do is block. He's <laughs> no, gone. I've blocked them already. You know, right, I don't, it's rugby, mate. When a I don't does... care. It's like saying, oh, because we're winning in tiddlywinks, it's now the greatest thing ever. It's fucking shit. It's a shit game. I'm not mate, having it. We're not we're... sullying this good show's name with anyway, rugby talk. with the we rugby, did, we did I wanted cricket. to say that basically... They, <laughs> we they did cricket. Oh, cricket. Right? We did, but we're we did Formula cricket. 1 because we're going to have a world right? champion in Formula 1. Shut up, you Jackson. Right. I had to endure cricket and I allowed it because cricket got good, right? And I've always liked cricket from afar. And when I was a kid, I followed it quite closely. I will not tolerate Formula One or rugby on this show, all right? If you, this is ain't happening. If you get your what own shows. Winks? Yeah? Winks? Is that, is get that? a pod of fucking two tracks or something. I mean, that's what we do. That's <laughs> what we do tracks. right now. Uh, anyway, regarding the rugby, it was more about the TMO no. and how they use it. 
Yeah, because yeah, it, obviously well. you can hear what the ref's talking mm-hmm. to the TMO. You can hear what's coming back to him, and he's watching it on a screen. So, most crucially, those in the stands can see what's going on here. Well, with they did that. The decision. They did that in a game. What the fuck game was it? I watched a game on TV the other the other about a week ago or so, and the actual decision was shown on the screen to the fans mm. in terms of why it wasn't given or was given. I can't actually remember what it was, but it wasn't. I don't think it was an offside. It was an actual decision. And they showed it on the screen and the fans reacted to it. And the commentary team went, well, what the fuck? We ain't seen that before. Well, that worked really well. Where was that? I, mate, it happened in the league. What the hell? There was a game I watched and it, and it happened. And the commentary team was BT Sports. They were baffled. They were like, well, why hasn't that been a thing all, all year? Then? Because basically that's what they do. Because the, the fans at the rugby, that you can hear them reacting to it because they can see what's going on. Ultimately, yeah. that's the biggest problem is the fans are just standing there looking at a blank screen that says VAR checking. No, bro, they did it. They, they showed the actual incident wow. on the screen. Okay, which that is mad. Sense. I'm all for this. Can I Do ask this. one question though? Is it is it because they can't mic the referees up? Because they had that problem before, didn't they? Where they wanted to mic the referees up, and then the foul language from the majority of football players was a problem. That is the problem with micing them. Yeah, but, but so if, I reckon if the players, that's the reason if the why players they're not hear themselves them. swearing like that, and the they ramifications went. for their pocket because all their sponsors go, "I am not being associated with someone that basically talks like that." That, that's the key. That's the key. And I guarantee you, Mike, the refs, the swearing stops. Yeah. Yeah. You know? There'll be a couple of games. Especially it'll happen. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It will happen. Um, and yeah. obviously then the problem is, is obviously the TV uh, pundits have to apologise for any foul language you might have heard there. But, well, but, the th- but the thing is, though, and this p- moves us on perfectly to the next segment. Oh, it does. Gosh. Right? That was delightful words. Wow. Look at that. It's like, it's like we've done this before. Do you know what I mean? Sorry. <laughs> Guys, what, you're watching pros here, yeah? Watching in masters, all, masters at their all. craft. What's that? <laughs> Just in awe. Just in awe, of course. Just of course. All. But this takes on nicely to Granite Xhaka. Now, I'm reticent to bring this upwards because I know it's a very sore spot for you. The man once described as a baller by <sighs> Mr. Tom Woods. <laughs> Woods' <his> boy. <laughs> Woods' boy. Now, look, I, I will concede. And actually, if you go and look at Arsenal Fan TV, because I did that today because it amused me, Wonderful. I wanted to see what they were saying. Now, this obviously, you know, very, very amusing. They do, the, the general consensus is with Arsenal fans is that he's not actually the worst player. But he ain't good enough. And he certainly shouldn't be captain. And he should, I mean, for my money, he shouldn't be starting. He's good at one thing, which is pinging a long ball. And even then, he needs all of the time in the world to be able to do that. Um, he ain't got an engine on him. He can't tackle. He can't, yeah, he's, he's got no discipline. He's got no awareness. He's not going to, they did a highlight package on, uh, I think it was Match of the Day 2, where they highlighted the fact that he never wants, no, it was like, I think it was, um, might, was it? it might have been Sky, it was one TV channel that, op- that operated a sports show. And they basically said, they highlighted the fact that this guy doesn't ever want for the ball. They had like this, this massive package where he's just running around in the centre circle Defenders, David Luiz got the ball, Socrates has got the ball. He never shows for it, not once. And he just basically hides behind their striker, basically, in positions where he's never going to receive it. He's, he's a very cowardly fellow. Now, he obviously got... He's the, he's the Arsenal captain at the moment, hilariously. And he was substituted for what is obviously, you know, looked like tactical reasons. It's happened before with him. And he decided to walk as slowly off the pitch as he possibly could. And which when, you know, Arsenal are not having the best of times against Crystal Palace, you would expect your player to run off that pitch, to, to, especially at home, to get the fans up for it, you know, to keep that momentum going, to get something out of this game that you're winning 2-0 up, you were 2-0 up beforehand. And he trudged off the pitch, the boos rained down, 
He threw his shirt on the floor. He threw the captain's armband at uh, Aubameyang and then basically shouted, fuck off, uh, and stormed down the tunnel. What? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty strong move. Yeah, I mean, did the It's a bold move, Cun. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. I thought the booing started before he started walking off. I I thought... No, they cheered the substitution. They they cheered the substitution, and then when he took his sweet-ass time, they booed him. Right, I, uh, I feel a little <laughs> bit sorry for him. A little bit sorry for him because he is basically being the scapegoat for once again Arsenal playing shit. And why I'm not saying he's not responsible, I don't think he's fully responsible. There's a lot of average performances. Once again, I did some more stats here. You'll like these stats. Oh, See, this wow. is this is going to make you happy, all right? Uh, sorry about this in advance, but um, yeah. So I was having a, I was on Sky Sports today and I had an interesting point, and I thought this is quite good. So this is talking about. Arsenal pressing, and particularly the midfield. Okay, so this is pressing across the team, right? So the number of turnovers per game is 3.9. That ranks 11th in the Premiership. So that's mid-table, right? So mid-table pressing. So they're pressing the amount of a mid-table team, okay? And then you've got something called PPDA, which is opposition passes disallowed per per defensive action. So the idea of how often do the opposition make passes without you responding to defence, okay? So they have 11.6 per game, so that's eighth. So they obviously do react, but that means they're not taking the ball or they're not winning that ball, but they are reacting, okay? And then it was like pass sequences, okay? So this is basically how how teams can pass What's through them happening? and particularly go through... This is, you're liking this. I told you you like this. <laughs> so, so the pass sequences, and this works about how teams can pass through them, and they have 12.6 per game, which ranks them mid-table again. So what you're, all that's telling me is that midfield isn't retaining the ball, it's not winning the ball, and you can pass easily through them. So they basically score mid-table. So actually, they're overachieving on that basis from midfield. That midfield has no idea what they're doing. No. No and idea. The problem is they're play... not pressing and doing it in the right way. And it's, it's obvious whenever you watch them. They're, and, they're... Do you know the, and do you know what Emery's answer to that, to that has been? If you'll notice, if you watch Arsenal games now, when he plays Torreira on the rare occasion he does, oh my God. he plays Torreira in an advanced role. Plays him in a 10. What the fuck is going yeah, on there? He plays, a, plays a holding midfielder in a 10. Now, I understand what he's trying to do there. He's trying to basically deploy a player that can win possession high upfield to get the ball quickly into, obviously, yeah. his free attacking players. The problem is, is that whilst Torreira is pretty good at pressing and potentially winning the ball back, he doesn't have the passing ability to break lines. Um, Granite Xhaka is suffering with what I will call the Jorginho syndrome. That's that, exactly... Oh, he is perfect. a player that is seen by the fans as being basically teacher's pet. And they are all out on Emery at this point. Yeah. And basically the person that's always going to take the brunt of that, much like Jorginho did from Chelsea fans last year because of Maurizio Sarri, is, is Shaka. Um, no doubt his form's dropped. It I, doesn't, I, I, can, I, can I say, it does not help in this situation that he is Granite Xhaka because he has never been popular with Arsenal fans. No. Okay, no. so let's, let's make that clear. I mean, he was there ever since he's been there. He has been not a popular boy, but this has been magnified with the fact that he appears to be undroppable and, and, and the fact that he's made captain bafflingly. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously captain of Switzerland, so and obviously he was once given a key by his parents, uh, which are crucial things for him being made captain material by Unai Emery. He, he, is, he is struggling with that, and there's no doubt that I, he's not the right person. The right person for me is Matteo Guendouzi. I think he's the one player that... Um, 
always looks like he's putting a shift in. And he always looks like he's trying to lead the team as well. It's a lot to put on, but they put an armband on a young kid before and he, he turned out to be pretty good in the end. Um, Jacques is a good player. He's not a great player. Uh, but as I said, he, he, Emery is setting his team up and their midfield look like they have no idea what they're doing. And it's not just him that's suffering from this. It's, um, we're talking about Ceballos, uh, mm. a player who's come over from Madrid, highly thought of, had an excellent um, under-21s tournament for, for Spain. Um, man looks lost every time he's on the field. So Shaka's obviously not performing to what his level should be. I, and honestly, and, your strikers are, and the strikers are feeding off nothing. Absolutely. Which, you know, the, if you look at their XG, Palace were actually had a higher XG than Arsenal did. Away. Yeah, but it's madness. Um, it's a big problem, and Emery um, is the problem. Shaka is just basically the face of the problem. I don't been saying it for weeks that well months months I've been saying it. Yeah, near basically a fucking year I've been saying this. Emery, if he's the fucking solution, mate, what the fuck was the question? Right. Well, I remember watching an interview with him when he first came. And he did was you understand talking... anything he said? No, but I got his point because the. Journalist did quite well as a sort of um, how do you a linguist perhaps as a, a link. Anyway, um, the point was Emery said he came in. He knew where the problems were. So this is what I love. This is my favourite bit. So he knew that the midfield and defence needed shoring up and sorting out, and Arsenal would then be able to flourish. So if he builds from the back, he can go forwards and basically like Liverpool did. They sorted out. So he their spent. Defense. So he spent seventy million on Pepe. Exactly. In the first transfer window he gets. Brilliant. Can't can't get enough of that. Absolutely ecstatic by it. Means the Arsenal train wreck will continue. I was I was loving every minute of it. So um I'm I'm I was didn't really know who Pepe was. Now I've seen him, I'm quite glad they spent seventy million on him because he seems absolutely dreadful, apart from free kicks where he's quite good. So um, I, I just think that he's not benefiting from playing in a team that can't progress the ball through the midfield. Um he's basically getting the ball lumbered to him and being told go do something. Uh, I don't necessarily think that's his game. Um, no, I think that's fair. That's I fair. think under another manager, he, he may well look better. And I think yeah. for them that they just need to get rid of Emery. I I, I think we said this last week um, that they should get rid of Emery and just basically give it to give it to Freddie Umberg. Like he's he's obviously highly thought of enough at, uh, coming through from the 21s to be obviously on the coaching setup under Emery. Just get rid of Emery, get him out of the way, um, and kind of just go right. What we're going to do is is effective what United did in many ways with Solskjaer, but at least with a play, uh, a manager that's or a person that's already inside the club, so he knows the players already. Uh, because it just needs something different. On the Shaka point, what I will say, um, I find his 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 reaction to the substitution was piss poor. He should have been jogging off that pitch. There's no doubt about it. Um, however, Arsenal fans losing their mind about a player telling them to fuck off after they spent the whole time that he was walking off the pitch telling them to fuck off is kind of hypocritical. Mate, uh, I, I, for me, I've, I've, I kind of I, I like the fact he's changed his Instagram picture because he, so he used to have one of him as the Arsenal captain with the armband on his arm, and now he's got his picture as. He's playing for Switzerland instead. He's gone, mate. I reckon he's checked out. He's not apologising. And, and, he, and he should be as well. He should go to Germany where they really where that that league rates him highly. Yeah. Those Arsenal fans are a fucking disgrace, as far as I'm concerned. They, they were bad. And don't I, I, look. I have Chelsea. Jorginho got booed last him. year. But I, I've been at that. I've been at Stamford Bridge when we were losing to Southampton three one and losing to um, Bournemouth as well. Um, and a lot of fans kind of leaving and giving the business. I. I don't get it. If you turn up to watch your team play, you support your team regardless of what's going on. Um, it's, it's just the modern nature, really, isn't it? 
Um, but I did think it was quite embarrassing the way the carry-on for some of those Arsenal fans. I thought some of them spoke quite well about the situation um, on Arsenal Fan TV. I think a lot of them played up to the cameras as to what they do. Um, no, that's their right, it's their money. But um, I, I, I think that you, you, you get what you, you know, you reap what you sow in many ways. They hounded Wenger out of the club. They got Emery, mm. right? Yeah. So, booing Xhaka out. So, wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me that we have the, the producer, Lee Collard, and we have the philosopher, Tom Wood? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take the philosopher. That's a good nickname. I'll take that one. But um, regardless, There's Xhaka, a cat on the screen. He, <laughs> is, sorry, my cat is um, being difficult. Game on, game, on, game on camera, come on. It's a her. Her, get her on camera. Three. Missed. Wait, what? This is, this is great for our listeners right now. <laughs> Who wants to see a cat on radio? Basically, Jamie and Jackson are basically playing with some pussy over there. I don't know what's Wait, going on. Boys, where's the port? Mm, that's a good point. Well, technically, why, why, I'm trying why to have a dry getting, week. It's been a, why aren't you getting pissed up? Sessions. Trying to have a dry week? What's that for you? Just a couple of rum and cokes in the morning? I've not had a drink this week, thank you. I've done very well. It's Tuesday! I know, that's good. <laughs> How did you do last week? Not, not great. Did you have a drink earlier? No, not today. I swear someone said they had some whiskey earlier. It, oh, he offered were, me a whiskey. I offered him a whiskey. Too. I wasn't going to have one though. Uh, did, but, how, but how was last week? Uh, heavy, heavy week. Um, yeah, heavy. I mean, was it twenty? Yeah, twenty-five pints that I remember. So that, <laughs> there was more than that, but look, it was what I remember. I haven't drunk twenty-five pints this year. I no. Just look, it's I don't pay for them. What more do you want? <laughs> Jack, just take your back. Pussy out of the way, please. Hey, the cat's there. Meow, <laughs> <laughs> What? The poor cat. Uh, our listeners, Larry. Our anyway, anyway, Liverpool Spurs, because we talked about Xhaka enough. Liverpool Spurs was probably the, the other big thing that happened over the weekend. Um, oh. I watched the game there as well, and I have to say. I um, mean, you mentioned off, off, off the air, Jackson, that uh, the, the pundits on Match of the Day were talking quite highly of Spurs afterwards. Now, I watched that game. They were awful. They were... I don't know what they were on about. I mean, there was a whole bit Deli of Ali. Crouch going where he's like, oh, yeah, they're pressing well in the middle. Well, that's not really where they need to press against Liverpool, so that was <coughs> pretty pointless, really. De- Deli you know? Ali, they, they had a system there where they basically stuck all of their guys behind the ball and they used Ericsson and Ali to be the link man to Kane, right? That was pretty much the tactic, it seemed like to me. Son was playing in this random position where I don't know where he was most of the time. But they had, in effect, they had three link guys and Kane that would come deep if Son wants to run past him. You had a team there set up to counterattack with Ali, Eriksson or Son or Kane getting the ball in transition and springing somehow. They didn't do it. I, I, again, I, I'm tooting the old horn here, but I said Dali Ali is not the player that people think he is. And Roy Keane came out and said it as well. I think maybe Sooners did, or uh, someone else did as well. And they've, they're starting to be called out in the media. And I kind of think it's deserved. I know he's just come back from injury and all that kind of stuff, but doesn't. I don't remember the last thing he did. He's out of position. The thing now, is you say said- that, but that doesn't excuse him not looking like a footballer. Right, so obviously... <laughs> I think he's suffering with a lack of confidence. I think a lot of those players are suffering with a, lot of, a lack of confidence right now. There's clearly a bad harmony in that team. I'm not defending Dalek because I don't think he's a good footballer either. 
I think that his numbers are always inflated because he's played as a uh, a ten off Kane, basically a second striker. He was never sent midfielder. So when people were talking about these these goal numbers that he had at his his best years at Tottenham from midfield, I was always a bit like, well, he ain't playing centre midfield though, is he? So now he's been asked to play more central midfield football. He's kind of being found out a lot. Um, but yeah, th- th- there was only one winner in this. Even so, Tottenham take the lead after what thirty, forty seconds. Um, and almost go 2-0 up at the start of the second half. But at no point did I believe Tottenham were going to win that game. No. no. Never. No, um, I mean, it, was, it was practically one-way traffic in the second it half. It was, throughout it? the whole game. Throughout the whole game. Um, they're full-backs, Tottenham's full-backs. And it's touch on this again. We, we say this every time we talk about this club. Absolute garbage. Garbage. Serge Aurier. I, Serge Aurier, is, he must be the most infuriating player to manage. Because there's, there's, there's attributes that you like in him at fullback, but what was he doing? He's a car crash, mate. Do you know? You know, he was. Don't get me wrong. I, mean, the, the, I don't know what he's doing in the box, but I did feel a little bit sorry for him in the game because you know Ericsson's meant to be sitting in front, and just the amount of times that Robertson's just free to go down that left hand side and basically make a two on one against him. Just how many times until you change the formation or change? That? I just I couldn't understand it. I can't understand what I can't understand what Pochettino's doing and not seeing there's a problem here. Ericsson is not comfortable in that position and he's not doing anything. Yet to change his I will nothing. say I, I will say as well on the penalty. Yeah. I feel for him a little bit. In, in, uh, there's a little part of me that cuz he's trying to boot the ball away essentially he and is. he wants to welly it and he uh, when he goes to stroke the ball and hit it away there he's got a clear he's got a clear trajectory from foot to ball away and Mane's been incredibly clever and he's just got in the way and made sure he's been kicked he's not actually trying to kick Mane he's trying to clear the ball oh there's no doubt but that, I feel that... I feel from there a little apart me it's stupid he should have just done something else but and realized that he's got Mane up his ass he's got no spatial awareness because all I he has to do is basically put his body across Mane because he's, he's got possession of the football but he basically just instead tries to welly the ball out, like you say, completely uncontrollably, which is why he ends up kicking Mane. Um, it's just a nightmare. Um, I mean, it's a definite penalty, and it's yeah. stupidity, but I do. there is a little part of me that feels from him, just a tiny, tiny bit. But um, the other side is, well, Danny, I said this uh, in the WhatsApp group, every single time I've watched Spurs over the last, basically, this, certainly this season, every, every time Danny Rose is in that team, I look up from whatever I'm doing at the, at the screen, if they're playing, he's getting booked. Or he's moaning at the ref, yeah. or he's, or, or there's an aggrievance somewhere. What, what, what's, what's he, up with he, him? He, he, look, you go back to his comments last season. He doesn't like football. Jackson are you, and Jamie, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're here. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm just, I'm thinking about. Yeah, so Danny no, your Rose screen is frozen. Yeah, your, your screen is frozen for yeah, me. Yeah, you guys. You got kind of like these slow. blank faces. It's quite good. You got very, very blank faces. Yeah, blank faces. You, you look like Tottenham fans uh, watching <laughs> this season. That's, that's the look you've got, kind of like, ah. Oh. Well, we we're back to being Spurs again, oh, aren't we? Spurs um, fans. Well, I will say one positive note. Uh, and Don Bele came on in a cameo at the end of the game and was excellent. But by all accounts, they have a big, big fucking problem with with Bele, And that is the sense that he hasn't got a gas tank for the Premier League. Mm. No. He's got all of the footballing ability, but he has not got any athleticism to play in it. Uh, so they've got this wonderful Rolls Royce of a player who can help them, but he, he can't be on the pitch for them. Um, Sizoko, I mean, oh, the there's biggest... another player I cannot stand. 
I don't want to be horrible. Is he the most stupid player that you watch every week? Because he's just every I time... I think Serge Aurier still has that. Oh, I don't know. It's just this is, the, this is it. They're full of unintelligent footballers. Like They don't have smart footballers in their team, it feels like. Uh, are I, I, are I, you what, trying to make a, a comment on Kane here? Because this is harsh and this is bullying, <laughs> right? No, I, 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 think, I think Harry Kane's actually one of the more intelligent footballers in terms of not having a load of A-levels and GCSEs or whatever, but in terms of understanding the game and getting yeah, himself I, in I positions. Agree. You know. um, these two played in the European Cup final only about four or five months ago. Yeah. The chasm that is between them oh, now. just... Potter needs to go. Yeah, do you know what? I'm getting to the stage where... I mean, even... Did you see his um, post-match talk? Oh, I thought we were competitive in this game in stages. Really? Really? What game were you watching? I mean, you literally had a flourish for the first 10 minutes and then the last five minutes of the game. I mean, yeah, you can call them stages, but let's be honest, the rest of the game, you should have been about 6-0 down. It's not the manager that we've seen for the last four years at Tottenham, is it? I I, I think the whole thing's fucked. Um, and I don't know if we ever really understand what's happened here. I think there's been murmurings about one thing and another. I think money has a big part of this. I think there's a lot of players that want to be on better money than they're on. And you can't underestimate how important that is to players. Their careers are, you know, they've got a finite amount of time to run and they probably feel that they've given everything to this manager um, and that they should be financially rewarded and that's just not come. Um, I need to tell all the book. That's what I need. Yeah. I need a big, juicy gossipy selling it to the sun tell all book mate we won't need to amazon are doing the damn series about this we're going to know oh, all yeah, about it are. is that yeah. for this season yeah they're doing it this Ooh, season good season no. to pick. yeah i know <laughs> i know of all the seasons they're doing oh. it this season fly on the wall documentary as tottenham fall apart but it's, it's interesting what, <laughs> all it's or interesting nothing it's about chasing Love the it. money i mean spurs isn't that club though is it if you're chasing the money i mean you've got dan uh, 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 what's his first name levy Daniel, it's Daniel Levy. Yeah. yeah. He, you know, he's always a bit of a wheeler dealer. He's always looking for that deal. He's always looking for that bargain. Spurs have never been one to splash massively on a lot of contracts. So And that's where Pochettino's frustration yeah. lies because I think he saw the writing on the wall with this group. He's, yeah. he's he was making murmurings leading into a European Cup final about mm. all this stuff. Um they've got Ericsson, Ardevareld, Vertonghen, um and I swear there's one more that I'm missing. That are out of contract in the summer all of them will walk Um, and that means they're going to have to spend what 100 million plus on recruiting players that won't be enough because they simply that won't be enough money Levy ain't going to spend it they'll they'll have to buy two new centre defenders well that's 100 million uh, there isn't it a a player in a in a a tin yeah yeah, like but they, they, they're not cheap. They're, they're not cheap they're, players. Ask Manchester United about this. They're about yeah. to spend a hundred million on Madison after spending eighty-five on on, on Maguire. Like it, this, this could be a real mess come next year, especially if Pochettino ain't there to see it through. We, um, on Liverpool, what's though, that? What's that? Can you hear the bells of Mark Hughes <laughs> or Big Sam? Oh, the options are amazing. Electric, Electric options wait. here for Spurs. I love it. On Liverpool, though, um, they looked really good. Credit to them; they they looked really good throughout. Um, and also, once they got it back to one all, it, it wasn't enough. Inevitable, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely inevitable. Because they kept their foot on, they kept their foot on the gas because um, they knew that three points is what they needed. 
Um, after last year, I'm missing out on the title by a point. I think that they're they're clearly going into these games at home, and they're like, we're going to run the table at home. Um, it's a ch- it is a champions mentality, and I think that that's going to be Klopp's biggest achievement. Is that with that group of players, he has been able to instill this this mentality. I thought after winning the European Cup, someone would kind of be like, well, you know, won a European Cup, that's amazing, um, and kind of coast a bit and just have a drop off. Not being able to hit those high levels that they hit at the end of last season, but they they kept going, and only the mighty Manchester United have been able to stop them so far. I would yeah, say one yeah. other thing, though. The mighty the Man United. Say is Sam, he misses a lot of chances, doesn't he? A lot. That's his I mean, game, mate. He, he shoots a lot. He shoots an just, awful lot. Well, we're, we've we've covered that on the show extensively. I, I mean, I, it was highlighted. So. I don't um, like watching Liverpool, but I managed to watch it. Just like, good God, he misses a lot of chances. Ru- Ruud van Nistelrooy once said that to be the best striker in the world, you've got to be selfish and you've got to take those chances. And for him to be a great striker and to score those goals, he's got to take those opportunities. Yeah, okay. Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, no, don't, valid points. And yeah. Andy Cole. Yeah, <laughs> strikers to score a lot of goals yeah. need to take a lot of shots it's just what it is and obviously the tactic has been set up at Liverpool is that Mo Salah will be taking a lot of shots and there's clearly an understanding from the other two that play in that front three that that will be the case that Mo's going to take a lot of shots and he's going to take a lot of bad shots as well I imagine if you looked at Mo Salah's XG it would be a heck of a lot lower than his actual goals because I imagine he's shooting from places which are just ridiculous um, players blocking the, you know they, they, it seems a lot of times he'll basically get the ball and shoot early yeah. and it's worked yeah. for him yeah it's worked yeah, for him he's, he's, a, you know, he's, he's benefited from a system you know, and you can, that's the thing you can say about Liverpool they've got a hell of a system because it does feel like players like Salah and, and even Mane to a degree they've grown so much they're, they're, they're so much better players playing in that system and I'll be very curious to know how well that would translate to another team you know because yep. someone like Sterling, for example, benefits so much from playing in a system and learning Absolutely. a system. You know, Absolutely. it's a very important part of football. And you look at United; how much better would Rashford be if he played yeah. in a system? Well, yeah. I mean, we touched on this last week. He 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 has the ability to put Sterling numbers up. By the way, quick one: the, the last goal we scored against wonderful. Norwich. Oh, yeah. What goal? Absolutely won- wonderful football. Really what goal? Again, what Marshall in the nine, Rashford coming from the left. It's what we've been saying is that that, that is what, and obviously immediately as Martial comes back into the team, United look a million times better. It does help. It was against Norwich. I don't, I don't want to get too carried away, but Martial not being in that team, because you know, I thought United looked okay at the start of the yeah, season. Th- yeah, me too. The other I thing I would fine. add is but, um, apparently, apparently that was an amazing touch on the outside of his boot to take that ball from James. Really yeah, good, good take, touch. Good take indeed. That's a good spot yeah. from James as well. Again, another yeah. feather in his hat. Yeah, mate, I just wanted to mention United there quickly. Before we go on to uh, stories <laughs> from yesteryear. Now, this ain't going to be the longest segment, but basically, we, essentially, we all know each other from university. We had some good times. These were how many years ago now? Yeah, Over 10? Yeah, yeah, they were. God. I graduated in the yeah. t- uh, 2008. So for, us, for us three, it was 10 years ago we left. Because <laughs> we all took an extra year. <laughs> we did take an yeah, extra it year. It was glorious. <laughs> mate. I wish I took an extra oh, yeah. year at university. No, you should have done. Although, to be fair, you were up there so often. I, I yeah, came down yeah. a fair It was pretty much like you did an extra year, so... Yeah, your, brand, yeah. your brand new job that you had, oh, you, you had were money. showing your new suit. You much of I know, you could afford all the drinks, it was great. <laughs> this is true. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. bought a car, 
and then was basically back down in Hertfordshire every weekend. Yeah, that was good. Those were the days. But yeah, no. I, now you mentioned a, a certain story earlier. Now I, I'm going to leave this to you, Mr. Woods. I, I'm going to save the second one. I'm going to start with the first one. And I think Jamie knows what's coming because our friend Mr. Hannan is a world-class five-a-side goalkeeper. Genuinely. The genuinely, best five-a-side goalkeeper you'll ever meet. He's ridiculous. Mainly because he is... When people say they're stupidly brave, literally that is you, Jamie. Like, you Heart will put your line. face on the line to play in goal in five-a-sides. You are a lion between the sticks. Thank you, Distribution is questionable. <laughs> J- Jamie's biggest problem with Five Aside is that he 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 likes the end of surprise, <laughs> such as throwing the ball behind his back to a to a player, a teammate that's completely unaware as to what's going on. Um, on the half one, step as well. That's the thing. It's yeah. not like Jamie's planted and he's taking his time. He'll be looking like he's doing something completely different. And then whoop! There you go. What? Before you know it, the ball's of the, the opposition. It's in the back of the net, and it's like, oh, oh dear. But the, the amount of times that I played five aside with you, Jim, that we would have got a proper hiding um, if it wasn't yeah. for the fact that you were between the sticks. But there's one thing that will always stick in my memory. So at university, we play on two different teams this mm. year, um, and me and Mikey used to pop down yeah. to come see you guys play uh, if it was beforehand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you were playing in goal, and. There's two moments because there's, there's the back pass one where I think the, someone passed the ball back to you. <laughs> yeah, right? they, it was they, a they relatively windy day. Relatively. Windy and they fizzed it back to me and fizzed there was it. a player right on me. Like, there was no time to think it, just in my defence. And you managed <laughs> to kick this ball so that it went over your head <laughs> into the top corner of your own goal. It was top bin. It was, it was top incredible. Bin. Like I've never, like you know, you kind of see a cartoon of this happening. You'd be like, "Oh, that's very yeah. funny," but only a cartoon. We, me and Mikey, have witnessed it in real life. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's but true. that's Opposite not even the most mad well. one, mate. Because the most mad one is still the one where oh, the ball is going out this. of play, and you're shepherding yeah. it, and it's going out. And basically, their striker's given up on it. He's like, "Oh, it's, it's going out for a goal <laughs> kick." And at the last possible oh. moment, you're like. I don't know. I imagine that you're like, wait a minute, is this going to be a corner? And then you panic to pick the ball up. But in doing so, you spill the ball between your legs <laughs> to the striker who's standing there completely dumbfounded now with the ball at his feet with an empty net. Like, truly, truly remarkable moments. There's that style in Football Manor, eccentricity, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 20. 20. 20. You know I mean? It's like... Like I said, I mean, yeah. you, you pull off some wonderful oh. saves due to your sheer bravery. But like, <laughs> my God, my God, you're yeah. lucky you had mates Just, playing in your team. Oh, yeah. Decision making was poor. I mean, I I, uh, I, mean, I only started playing in goal when I joined university. I was, I, I had grand delusions of being a striker when I first came to university. What? Um, what, 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 what yeah, what? I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. Okay. I know. Um, but, but then, uh, yeah, and I, I tell you what, going away and then playing Sunday League as well after university, um, I played in a team which was brand new and it took us 18 months to get our first win. We made it in the paper. <laughs> that's that's going yep. some, man. Yep. I, on average, we were conceding... Uh, Ten goals a game on average. Jesus. And Christ. in one of those and you're the goalkeeper. In one of those games, I was a goalkeeper, and in one of those games, we conceded ten and I got man of the match. 
What? Jesus Christ. <laughs> because it should have been 30. <laughs> Who the wow. hell were you playing with? <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, I think it was wise. I hung up my gloves for eleven. Bro, I remember. Years. I remember the time we're at uni, and you said to me because Jamie was a man at university who would play for anyone, right? You know, mm. we'd be playing yeah. five aside, and then another team would go, "Oh yeah, Jamie, can you play for us after?" You'd end up playing four games in a row like a madman. Yeah. And yeah. one day you said to me, "Oh, we've got a game actually over the week at the weekend. Uh, you know, just in a pitch not not too far from here." Oh yeah, man! I'll come and play. You know, you need a left back. I'm left footed. There you go. Turns up, it's and we're, we're all kind of okay. We're, we're all in the change room and stuff. We're all getting ready. We go out to the centre circle. Referee puts us, gets us all together in a, in, a, in a circle around the centre circle, and then starts reading a prayer. Oh yeah, it was the oh, Christian. And I was league, in. All, all of a sudden, I was in a Christian league, and within the first thirty seconds, obviously, I, I swore at someone, and the referee had. I just got bollocked for it. And I was like, what is happening? What, why? But. What is going on here? But we saw some Jamie of the... joined the cult. <laughs> I think we did. It was basically like a cult. It was so bizarre. But we saw some. It was the most posh game of football I've ever been involved <laughs> but in. But I, I think we saw some of the filthiest tackles we've ever seen in that game as I, well. Yeah, but then no one saw it. No one no, reacted. No, no, People were damaged, but they were fine about it. They forgave each other like good Christians. Baffling. <laughs> Oh yeah, those are the but days. on 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 to Jackson. Oh, here we go. Oh God, <laughs> a man that bases whole say, technique off Ricardo Charisma. <laughs> I should say, we, listeners, we are going to do predictions and winners and chumps after this segment. Okay, <laughs> so it's worth this one. This one's it's worth, worth remembering for the for, for the fact that Mr. Collard is not here to defend himself. He's got nothing um, to defend. As I was <laughs> saying, but Jamie Content and for the Jamie and Matt. And Jackson uh, played on the same team at university, uh, which was not the same team as ours. Mm. Uh, so we had a bit of a rivalry game, obviously, coming up because of the league fixtures. Um, and we fancied ourselves in this game a bit. Um, we, we, we had the... We felt we had the upper hand in terms of talent. I think you but, had the upper hand in terms of talent. <laughs> no, no question about but, that. <laughs> but the, 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 the boys that we were playing against certainly had the heart. better mentality. Yeah, the heart. Uh, to, and, and they made it really fucking difficult. No one made it more difficult for one man than what Jackson did to Lee Collard. <laughs> uh, where Lee, <laughs> Lee, Lee spent the week salivating at the prospect of playing against Jackson. So were you playing... Left back. Yeah. I was playing left back, yeah. yeah. So you were playing left back, not your strong side, nope. firstly, as a right-footed player, um, against Lee Collard, who fancies himself as a bit of a tricky winger. Um, and it had an absolute fucking nightmare as you pocketed him <laughs> for the entirety of the game. Now, the best thing about this is that when you have those games where you're playing against someone that you should be basically murdering and you just have a nightmare, um, it's usually forgotten about immediately, kind of in the dressing rooms, you f- forget about it. The problem for Lee was is that all of his mates were there to witness this <laughs> and it was against one of our mates that this all happened. Therefore, it is now 12 years on and that Lee still lives in the pocket. He's never left. And he's never left the pocket. He never will. Never left it. He still resides in the pocket. and it's I, the- I will do Lee's bidding for him here because whenever this story comes up over the years, what Lee always says, I scored in that game. I, I fucking scored in that game. He did score in that game. He okay, did. That a set piece. piece. A set piece. Right? Where, where I wasn't me, if I'm correct. <laughs> yeah. Set piece. Blah, 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 blah. Jackson let him out of the pocket for a moment. He scored his little set piece goal and that's basically his only defence. But the facts are, Jackson pocketed him 
when he gets home at night, car keys, wallet, Lee Collard comes out. <laughs> it will be and forever will be that case. It is. These are the facts. Uh, so now the listeners know. There's, there's no running from it anymore, Lee. And the thing is, is that I know someone's going to be listening to this. <laughs> someone's going to be very angry. <laughs> He's, he's, so in, he's, in, he's in Haiti, or he's in Haiti. It. looking for yeah. that nose, and he's, all he's going to find is a story about the pocket. <laughs> it's been running from the this pocket This is the one story that he didn't want to come out. Can, oh. can, you can't hide from the pocket. He can't hide from the pocket. Right, let's do predictions. Let's get on to it. So, I, uh, hang on a minute. So, obviously, because uh, we haven't got Lee here again. Uh, now, speaking so of predictions, would... last week, what did, did he get these predictions in? Bullshit. He did it miles after the first game. He started doing predictions after games had played. Now, I'm sure he's going to defend himself on next week's show, but I'm not having it. I'm um, fuming, so because I, I, I had do, a pretty good Saturday. Well, I what I thought we'd Saturday. do is I'll do the, we'll do the predictions as usual, but Jamie and Jackson will do Lee's for him. Oh, this okay. is going to be really challenging. Well, is that, is, I've got a feeling that, but that Jackson may well have an idea what Lee would go for in these positions. I, I, I've got a sneaky feeling what... I, I think I'm inside Mr. Collard's head on these decisions. Just check in your pocket, mate. Uh, I, I will, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> okay, okay. So on Saturday, the 2nd of November, we have AFC Bournemouth versus Manchester United. A cu- cu- couple of stats here. Bournemouth have conceded for 261 minutes. They haven't. But they also haven't scored for 314. <laughs> ah. Ooh. There it bit is. Of a, bit of a dry spell. Um, yeah. I'm going to take Manchester United. I am too. Uh, we're filling in for Lee, right? So that'll be a yeah. draw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, in, in all honesty, I, I think we, um, Mr. Collard would pick Manchester United there. We're he all hates, back in, aren't we? We're all back in. He hates Man United. <laughs> he does hate Man United, well, but Bournemouth well. can't score. Um, so... I, I can't. Now that you know Martial's back, Rashford's back, I, I think that's too much for them. I think they'll concede. I love this positivity. This is, this is glorious. Um, three o'clock kickoff now. We've got Arsenal versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Arsenal fan TV aren't too excited about this fixture. They were not, were they? Uh, they're a little bit apprehensive, which is understandable because Wolves were a bit of a, um, a nightmare for the big boys last year, weren't they? Yeah. Ooh. I tell you what, I am fascinated to see who's coming out with the armband on Saturday. David Louise, mate. Yeah, David Louise, hundred percent. It'll be a bam. Because David Louise has to be a bam. I couldn't. I, I loved every minute of that when I read that. Um, this what is a what? Sorry. What was Charlie that? Nicholson's pick for captain is David Louise, former Arsenal player. Wants David Louise with the captain armband on. Loving it, loving it all over the park. The heads are gone. Absolutely madness. Madness. The man that captains Brazil to their worst moment in their history. Mm -hmm. But he's the natural (laughs) leader in the dressing room. Um, I'm going for a draw here. I mean, I I do think Arsenal's home form is pretty good, but then they did basically go and fuck that up at the weekend. Um, I think there's just a bad vibe right now, and I'll take a draw as well. Uh, Do you know what? I'm going to go a bit bold here. There's no Europa League games, is there, this week? There are not. There's League Cup. So Wolves arrested then. Let me see what what day that because Arsenal are playing at Anfield tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see if Wolves are still in the competition. Uh, out of interest, Cole United are through. Yeah, man. My uh, my brother-in-law and uh, nephew were there. At the, were there. They played. We played Crawley. Uh, we were three-one up the last time I saw. Oh, wow. Yes, they've won three-one. Um, oh, yeah. 
It's uh, that Wolves play tomorrow against Villa. Ooh, ooh. So, so they both got Wednesday night games, yeah. both away. Jamie, I'll go for draw. Yeah, draw. <laughs> we'd be bold here and we'll go for a draw like yeah. just like Lee Wood well, nil, nil. Nil, nil nil draw that's what we're going for mm. wow. uh, 3 o'clock really. kick off Aston Villa take on Liverpool I think Liverpool will be too much for him yeah, yeah I agree focus is on the yep. league yeah so yeah Liverpool definitely Brighton host Norwich Brighton Brighton off of that Good comeback victory. Yeah, good comeback. Good comeback. Yeah, you know, like um, as, as as I did predict. Um, you did Everton. I, I'm not buying the hype about them winning, although they have won again tonight. But again, it's against Watford. Um, they were unlucky because they looked like they had control of that game until the VAR decision, and they just collapsed and conceded the third as well, which is criminal uh, to do in that that situation. But Brighton. Brighton aren't getting the results they deserve, which, as we already said, isn't a good trend to have Mm. when you're a team that's fighting relegation. But I kind of fancy them against Norwich. Norwich has just lost their way a little bit at the moment. Looked very easy to play against um, on on Sunday for Manchester United. I think they could have had, obviously, they missed two penalties in that game. Mm. It could have been a complete rout. We hadn't expected goals over four. Yeah, for Manchester United. Yeah. That has put you basically top of the league, I think, based on expected goals and goals against sort of situation, I think. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what, what say you boys? Is, is that a Brighton win? Yeah, Brighton win. Oh. Well, Jackson doesn't look convinced, though. don't know. I just feel like Norwich at some point are going to click again. Pookie's going to start firing. This might be the game that he can do it in. Okay. Is your fancy? We'll yeah, I'm we'll going to go Norwich. I'm going to go Norwich. Wait, I wait. think that I've, I've just, Lee's, Lee's gone Norwich. Lee's gone Norwich. Yeah, Lee is furious right I now. I know this is great. There's an added bonus to this. <laughs> uh, Manchester City versus Southampton. Yeah, this is going to be a team coming off losing nine nil at home. <laughs> like I, I said, one of my predictions was Man City would break the record. Oh, this is an opportunity. I also don't think that will be the case because I think you're going to see some sort of bounce back from Southampton, although they. They played tonight, didn't they, actually? <laughs> I think they played tonight already. Uh, so they had to play City twice. So they lost 3-1 tonight. Um, We're picking for Lee, right, aren't we? This is going to be yeah. golden. Lee, I hope you like Southampton. <laughs> uh, no, it's got to be Man City. I should explain at this point that Lee, Lee has had a very lovely time. He's, in, he's been across America. He's currently in Las Vegas today. Vegas, and, baby. Uh, having a good time. Mm. Yeah, he was having a good time. It's going to be City, isn't it? They're going to be yeah, too good. City. Uh, then we've got Sheffield United hosting Burnley. Ooh. So Sheffield are at home as well. <sighs> Sheffield have been really good on the road. I'm not too sure what their home form has been like, but I think they've been fine. Um, I hate Burnley too much to go for them, so I'm going for a Sheffield United win. I know that's not how pundits should choose things, but I don't class myself as a real pundit, you see. I'm the host, I can say what I want. I reckon a draw. Oh, we, controversially, we're going to go for Burnley. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> Burnley? Like yeah. that one, don't you, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> Burnley? All right, okay. Um, Jackson got... does own collar. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't forget I'm this. ruining his predictions now, this is amazing. <laughs> We've got West Ham hosting Newcastle. West Ham's form is in the toilet. It is it absolutely is. dreadful. Newcastle but I think third. Newcastle are a... I'm going to use my air quotation marks. They're a big team, as it were. 
I think the fans will be up for this because Newcastle have got a good support. Good game to bounce be up back for this. to form. And in. I think West Ham are going to... Yeah, the I fans are going to carry West Ham to this. Yeah, I think I think the, the the games that they have played are probably. I haven't looked at the fixtures, but I imagine they've actually been against probably decent teams as well. No, uh, they, so, they yeah. did. They did not turn up against Everton. They literally just that did is not fair. turn up. That is fair. That's the one game, and that was away at Everton. They were dreadful. They were awful. Um, yeah, but there are here. I, I fancy him. What about you, boys? See, uh, see, I I, I feel like I this is the one that West Ham will use to get back on track. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. they'll have a lot of possession. Uh, Ale! I managed to get it in. <laughs> Ale! Um, I take it. will have a field day man. against this lot. I, I, I think West Ham are going to be far too much for them. Mm. And then we've got half five kickoff. We've got Watford versus Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. 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 And that's all the Chelsea chat today. <laughs> that's good, wasn't it? That was nicely sidestepped. Uh, then on Sunday, two o'clock, we've got Crystal Palace taking on Leicester City. A red hot Leicester City. City. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be Leicester. Yeah, I will also Trickier game. Leicester. It's going to be a trickier and game. Then, and then we've got Lee Collard's favourite day of the year, Everton versus Spurs. Oh. It's there against his boy Swan, right? Rob Swan. Rob Swan, if you're listening, how you doing, buddy? Mm. Oh, dear. The thing is, this is two teams that have just got zero form at the moment. I'm going to go draw. This has got draw written all over it. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I like that as well. Put the boot in there. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like it. Right, now, boys, you know how this works. You, Jackson, you listen to this show every week, right? Yeah, man. Jamie, have you ever listened to this show before in your life? I have. How many times? Oh, <laughs> no. That's the question. Uh, I listened to one on the way over. Maybe half a dozen? That's more than I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I reckon maybe six. It's only because is this I don't... like is this like when guys talk about how many <laughs> partners they've had you, and you're going six add and five like and times by, by three, two so it's like two. <laughs> no, I think I think it's five or six. I, I probably don't get a lot of time by myself to, to listen to pods. So your missus can listen to this too. It's educational. She doesn't like football. She she always asks me what color what color team we're supporting and things like that. She doesn't. That sounds like she's sharing an interest. <laughs> Harvest this, oh. Jamie. Grow it. Yeah, okay. Get into thing, mate. Get into a team that are actually decent. <laughs> quite often he goes, Oh, do you mind if I watch the football today? Yeah, no problem. She disappears. <laughs> Off to the Perfect. bedroom to watch Netflix. Listen to a pod. <laughs> yeah, listen to the pod. Yeah, that's maybe what she's doing. She's going to the bedroom to listen listen to ah. the podcast to get education so she can come back and watch the football with you and be like, So here's some facts. Ah. She goes all Provided Jackson, by Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm a fact man. Uh, I'm full of football. You're, you're, fun, that, football that you facts. are definitely a fat man. <laughs> I am a fat man. Yeah, I'm not lying that bit. But I'm also a fact man tonight. Did the 25 pints last week give it away? It was 25 that I remember. So there's probably more than that. So um, more than that. yeah, to be honest with you, look, you know, I'm I'm probably quite good size actually for the amount I drink. Really, that's fair. <laughs> this is fair. This is fair. So we, so we do a thing on the show, Jamie, winners and losers, or winners and chumps. We've never, just, we've never really settled on a name. Um, who is, uh, we'll start with Woods. Give me your winner of the week, my friend. I wanted to go Captain America, but 
I have to include the performance that Chelsea went to Amsterdam and beat Ajax this week, which I think is the biggest victory for Frank Lampard so far in his managerial career, probably. So, um, who the hell is Captain America? Uh, Captain Pulisic, Prince, Prince Pooley. Uh, I know him as Prince. You know Pooley. Prince Pooley. That's right. Fucking I've dropped the don't, Captain don't America. Give me that Captain America, mate. <laughs> Prince, 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 America, Prince, Pooley, Prince Pooley went and got him a perfect hattie at the weekend. Um, uh, but, but, but Pooley with his hattie. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he, uh, he, he he obviously has been back in the team and his form has gone back to what he had demonstrated against Liverpool in the Super Cup but uh, Frank Lampard's my, my winner uh, because he continues to basically dumbfound me with, with how good the team are playing I just did oh. not expect this I did not expect this at all My winner of the week is Marcus Rashford Ooh. Now I have what been, fair shout. Uh, what's that? That's a fair shout. He had a well, really good I've week. been uber critical of this guy all season long, last season as well. However, he played well, mm-hmm. and not just played well. Like I mean, there were times in the game where, from what I've seen, he wasn't you know he did the classic Rashford, but he he the ball went in the net and it, when it mattered, he missed a penalty obviously, but he was instrumental in the game and us winning it. So I can't complain. It is play him out there. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Boys, give me a winner. Your, your first ever winner of the week. Uh, well, for me... It's, or will uh, you do it from Lee's... Or will you do it from Lee's point of view? Will uh, you give us Lee's winner ooh. of the week? Well, my, mine's, mine's the same game as your game, but on the opposite team. Uh, and I'd actually give it to Tim Krull, because I actually think not only did he save two penalties... Uh, Goalkeeper's union. They were, yeah, of course. <laughs> they were terrible penalties, but he saved two penalties, and he made a double save in that game. And actually, just generally, he commanded the box really well. And I think he was let down by... You know, it, first of all, there's some quality football going on, but he's also let down by his defence. I thought he had a good game. I can safely say that that not a single time again will Tim Krul ever be <laughs> ever in contention for this award. It's what you get when you put Jamie on the show. I love it. Yeah, a little bit of a curveball for you. Yeah, to be fair, he did save two penalties. You can't really, yeah. you know. Jackson, talk to me. Well, you know, I, this one's for you, Mike. You're going to love this one. The England rugby team. Because they oh, beat the All Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and did the All Blacks do that shitty little dance beforehand oh, where they scare the opposition no. into peeing their little pants? All right. Who cares? All right, all right. I'll, I'll keep it the football. Right, so, keep right. the football. On Sunday, on Sunday, right, I went to the park, right, <laughs> and I sat there, and we, we were sitting there, and there, 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 there was rugby happening. There were kids kicking rugby balls around, and there was this little, this little, this little kid ran past, right? I was with my, with my girlfriend, and I'm sitting there, and she knows I fucking hate rugby, so I'm like, no, don't care about any of this. And and this this little boy runs onto the park with his dad, and they're all they're doing they're they're kicking a rugby ball to each other, and they're getting it in their hands, and they're doing like a drop kick of the rugby ball, and it goes in the air, and it fucking lands on the floor and flies off at a stupid angle, and the other person then just picks it up, scrabbles over to it, picks up the rugby ball, and does the exact same fucking. Where, where is the fun in that? Where is the fun in that? There's no grace. There's no. There's no, nothing aesthetically pleasing about it. It's not nice to look at. It's not even fun to do because it looks fucking annoying. Like no, just no. <laughs> no. I'm just going to put it this way, boys. Looking at Mikey's physique, how do you think he got on when he had to play rugby? <laughs> Terribly. He's made of biscuits, so it doesn't help. <laughs> Terribly. This is it. Like Mikey would have, should have had a doctor's note to get out of rugby. I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
I should have. <laughs> like, mate, I remember that when I first time I had to play rugby in year seven, and like, you stand there and you're like, what, we've got to play rugby? This is terrifying. And you stand there in like February and it's bitterly <laughs> yeah. cold in your hiker shorts and your hiker shirt. You know, they're that shiny, that shiny like nylon fucking... <laughs> the horrible things they make you wear and you stand there you're freezing cold and you're like right we're playing rugby you're fucking small you're going to stand on the wing so you stand out on the wing for fucking 20 minutes not really seeing the ball looking a bit busy like they're like fucking Ross tries to be on friends and then all of a sudden the ball finds its way to you and you get murdered <laughs> and you're the guy getting murdered and you, you, you awake from your fucking your pit of mud that you found yourself in, and you're the one getting shouted at by the fucking PE teacher. Like, what? How is that fair? See, I, 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 I was the one that was on the other side. I, I love playing rugby yeah. at secondary school. Absolute bullshit. Because mate. wait, 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 wait. At secondary school, mate. Right, I know. I remember meeting you. You are now a chiselled man. You're a man of muscles. Yeah. You're a man of of a frame. When I first met you, you had no such muscles. You, you had a bit of tone to you. But you were a skinny little Honestly, bastard. Honestly, man. And at university, and secondary school, mate, you I would have been... rapid, mate. The thing was is that I could just run out, just outrun people. But also, the thing is is that it's a simple equation, isn't it? F equals MA, mate. I just basically just ran into people as fast as I could. Mm. I like how you flexed your pecs there as you said that. <laughs> 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 The thing is, is that uh, Bravo, there's a guy that Jesus. I work with, and he plays um, he plays kind of semi pro rugby, and um, he plays fullback, which is probably the position where some of the smaller guys play. He is fucking massive, like genuinely. Like I look at him, and he is a terrifyingly massive human being, and he's oh, one of the smaller a, players that plays. It's a dirty sport played by gentlemen. Oh, don't care. <laughs> don't care. I mean, it's definitely not played by gentlemen because they're basically. I, I've I've seen enough of the World Cup to see that they just want to throw hands at some point. Mm. What if 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 such nonsense as a blood pack found its way into football, mate? They'd close the game down. Yeah, I feel that we're missing. I think that we could do this. I think uh, basically a coach should use this. The problem is now VAR's active, so they wouldn't get away with it. Mm. Uh, you know, what my loser of the week is rugby. Yeah, <laughs> rugby. No no, 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 it's not. The loser of the week is me. Right, I started a new job about two and a half months ago or something like that, and today. I finally had the fucking gall to turn around to the guys that I sit with in my little area of the fucking office because all they talk about is rugby, mate. One of the guys in my team flew to Japan on Friday, right? What? To watch the game. Oh, that's awesome. And he came back yesterday. Mate, how much money does your company pay its employees? Flew to Japan. Yeah, the man, Japan. Is, the man is dollared up. He, not only did he fly to Japan, he had a ticket. I mean, flying to Japan, to Japan money is mate. a different type of money, isn't it? That's that's. I sat there when he, when he was telling everyone about weekend. it. He was telling everyone about it, and I was like, "Bruv, I got to ask you. You've gone all the way to Japan, and you've wasted time watching rugby. There are so many more things to do in Japan than watch fucking rugby, mate. Come on, Mikey would know. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Huh? Hey. Hey. Huh? Hey. Uh, give me your losers. I mean, Southampton got pumped nine nil. But I'm yeah, still going to choose Unai Emery. <laughs> <laughs> He's managed to make Arsenal fans long for Arsene Wenger. That's how bad things are. They chant Mesut Ozil's name in the stadium. Yeah, we t- I touched on this last week. I said to you last week, a, a player that was maligned by the fans is now basically a figure of sympathy because of Unai Emery. 
It's remarkable how badly wrong this has gone. And I think that there's a lot of people that would have seen the writing on the wall. You pointed a manager whose success is basically taking mid-level teams to win the Europa League and basically thought that was going to be enough for Arsenal. You took a manager who, when he was given his opportunity at a big club, floundered, was found wanting after thumping Barcelona in the first leg, went and got humiliated at the Camp Nou in the most humiliating and embarrassing fixtures in the history of the European Cup, you went and pointed that guy. That guy. That guy. Jesus Christ. It's, it's everything that Arsenal are looking at right now is Unai Emery. That's Unai Ball. They Unai committed Ball. to this <laughs> fucking nonsense. <laughs> fucking hell. You, 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 <laughs> the thing is, is that... We need a glossary that. for you, Woods. You need all these fucking terms that you fucking come up with. There's Jesus. a really, really nice piece that you, you sent over to me and I had read earlier in the day where a guy... When he was announced, literally listed off, this is why they've made, basically made a terrible appointment. And the, the one thing that I know is that he's a manager that's always allowed a lot of shots at goal. And people thought he was going to come in and sort the defence out. Mm. Uh, what? Is Steve Bold still there? Um, no. Wasn't he the answer? He was the answer for three seasons and improved nothing. <laughs> I, I, that was so weird just watching Steve Bold on the bench next to Wenger offering absolutely nothing. I miss nothing. Elton. Nothing at all. Elton being on the uh, bench. But yeah, Unai Emery. And it ain't even Granit Xhaka because I kind of feel that Granit Xhaka telling Arsenal fans to fuck off is, a, is kind of a bit of a hero, really. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, give me, give me some losers. Well, my, oh, my, mine was going to be the Southampton team, but actually on reflection they're probably a bit of a hero again I mean any team that can make Southend United look good at the moment is a bit of a winner in my book but uh, <laughs> but there's no way you can be trounced 9-0 in one game I mean we've only conceded more in two games so I suppose that's something to take away from it but yeah losing 9-0 and just how terrible they were <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they've got to be my losers of the week <laughs> Jackson? Oh yeah, it's got to be Southampton. I mean, it's just it's just embarrassing, isn't it? I mean, you go 5-0 at half-time. Come on, boys. Sure things up. You know, come on, sit deep. For God's sake, don't try and play football. What was that half-time <laughs> Let's go out and play like, football and get it? back into it. Surely it would have been like, we cannot lose the record, basically. We cannot get, like, beaten so badly they break a record here. I... I it was Johnny Evans, wasn't it? Johnny Evans was yeah. sharp on it to go, yeah, let's go get nine. Because he said it at seven, didn't he? I love it. Say, we need to push on. We need to push on here. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's got to be seven. I love it so much. I, mean, it's just I really, horrendous. as you said earlier, Woods, I really, I really admire the, 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 the fucking clinical, the, 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 the oh. fucking going for the kill. I love absolutely. it. I love that in sports, man. That's, it's not something that you can install in play. That, that you either have or you don't, mm-hmm. right? Because the thing is with that, it would have been so easy for, for those players to come out of the second half. 5-0, it's piercing down with rain. The oh, game's yeah. over and just basically go through the motions, take the 5-0 win, walk off the pitch. But they were like, no, we're going to basically run this home. Love it. I, I think it helped that a couple of players are looking to get, get hat-tricks. I mean, certainly Vardy on a hat-trick, he's going to push for that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Ayose Perez, fair play to him, got his first goals. It turns out to be a hat-trick. There you go. Got a nice finishes in that as well. Can't yeah, argue, bruv. So, boys, how have you enjoyed your first time on the show? Nah, it's been great. Yeah, it's, it's really good, really, man. A real laugh, so thanks for having us. Yeah. No, man, you can come on any, any time. I, I would like to give an opportunity to have Lee here one day and we have a giant round table, uh, you know, of just 
Well, I, w- I want to continue the pocket discussion. Well, I think we need Lee's side. <laughs> there isn't a side to it. He's in my pocket. He doesn't get a side. I mean, the, let's be clear about it. This feud is selling no tickets, no buys. Uh, the wider public do not care. However, I care. Mm-hmm. I care. And I think Woods cares as well. I care a lot about this. <laughs> One day he's going to have a stag do. Just wait. <laughs> Just fucking wait to what he's going to be wearing. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to basically mock something up so that basically has to walk around in Jackson's pocket. pocket. Amazing. This would be amazing. <laughs> that means I can control his drinks for the evening. This would get even better. This is exactly what's going to happen. I mean, that, that might kill them. Yeah. He has to drink at your pace, mate. It's game over. He has over. to drink at his yeah, pace. Yeah, you know, he has to get, he's in my pocket. He has to drink at my pace. These are rules. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. He'd be in fucking hospital after a couple yeah. of hours. So, you know, stomach, stomach pump. <laughs> He'll remember that. I met you for lunch once. And by the time I'd had like a sip, he'd he sunk a pint. Oh well, yeah, I, I drink one fast. Mate, you met me. You met me for lunch about a year ago. Do yep. you remember that? And literally, I had drunk half a pint, and he was and he'd done his sip. <laughs> I was like, I'm thirsty, guy. You're an absolute wet. I used to go back to work for a cheeky pint of lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> just Christ, I just write anything at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they don't Do actually guys, like me um, near my laptop it... when I've had a few drinks. So they like me to stay away from it. Well, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine, mate. Do you guys have anything you want to plug whilst you're on the show? Anything you want to point the listeners into or any other things that you guys do? Uh, well, occasionally I'm on... I haven't been on it for a while, actually. I need to get back on it. But uh, obviously there's the film podcast of Talk Filmy to Me, uh, which I'm on occasionally. And that's about it. You, Jackson? Good podcast. I don't do anything, so no. Basically. That's basically what your, your, your wife says as well. Pretty much. Oh. Oh. I have to stay away from it. We look look what happened last time. Jeez. It's for the best for everyone, really. <laughs> I was hell. just talking about around the house, man. Oh, I am talking Jeez. around the house. <laughs> oh, my days. Well, on that note, it's time to say goodbye. Of course, as ever, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify. You know, follow us on Twitter. This is where Woods comes into his own. He is the Twitter king. We are his humble servants. But you are the philosopher, right? You are now philosopher Woods. Apparently. I like it. I'm down with this. I'm down will, with this. Will we have Lee back next week? Uh, so Lee, I think Lee gets back on Monday. So he is going to be fucked on Tuesday. But if I know him, and I know him pretty well, I reckon he's got the testicular fortitude to gut through it and get, get on the show. He's going to want to get some uh, words out there, I feel. <laughs> he might want it. A rebuttal. I think he might want it. He's, he's going to listen to this on the plane home or something. Do you know Fortunately, what I mean? he's and come he's back from America. Because have you seen the time on this one? <laughs> I see he, he, he had a go at me, me and you about how long the last one was. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've got two guests, man. This is a special show. This is the, you are the special. first guest we've ever had on the show. Oh. And also, your, your picture is frozen. Oh, yeah, is yeah, oh that's a jollier picture to freeze on, though. <laughs> it's a jollier picture. That basically, the beforehand one was basically, uh, like I said, Tottenham fans watching watching their season. This this is more kind of like reminiscing about about Jackson and the pocket. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. But yeah. On that note, find us on social media. We're everywhere. Download us wherever. Give us a subscribe. We will do more of these until the end of time because this is the only joy in our lives. It really is. Good night, everyone. Arrivederci. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.